1: Is usually a free flowing com- Although I hate to use the term free flowing conversation because that's what Simmons prepends all his podcasts with. So uh, as, you know, yeah. so
2: I've, I've avoided his. Uh, I've avoided his <laughs> the his. his like the best plague.
1: one was the Ringer. Um, how do how did the Boston Celtics trade for LeBron was like the most ridiculous one. It's like. Like the Cavs are ever trading with Danny Ainge again?
2: Oh, wait, save it. Uh, let's let's save that. No, for we're the... we're
1: yeah, no, but we're recording. So what? Oh, are to Cavs we? Oh, yeah. Hello. I I did the <laughs> Phantom intro for for EG there. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to hello world.
2: Another edition. Uh, uh, the first post post uh post season edition of Cavs yeah, the podcast. The hot
1: stove league. Hot which, stove which league, which is a very hot stove or very whatever. I don't know what I'm saying there, but. <laughs> lebron watch 2018 (laughs) yeah like are we going to be tracking
2: (laughs) no uh, they do that out here in la you know they do like warm watch it's like lebron watch 2018 well i remember
1: in 2010 we were tracking dan gobert's plane
2: no that was 2014
1: oh yeah you're you're right i'm sorry 2010 we were we we didn't have that technology we were blindsided
2: yeah
1: (laughs) twitter was twitter around in 2010
2: I don't think so. I feel like it was, but it was Facebook ridiculous. was. Yeah. I don't know if tw- Twitter might have been, but in its early stages. Not yeah. I don't think it was as widely nearly as widely used. Before as the
1: Donald no. made it universal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's uh, just has any has has that president helped any other company more than he's helped Twitter? <laughs> Probably Seriously.
2: not. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Uh so I'm sure there I'm sure there are some, but I, let's not get into that conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean that guy's been a boon for Twitter, for sure.
2: A <laughs> boondoggle. <laughs>
1: hey oh. Yeah. So um yeah, post uh finals loss, Cavs four oh we're on the LeBron watch. Yeah. Um so they really have like the daily LeBron briefing out there. Oh
2: yeah. No, I got like a front row seat to it, man.
1: Okay, so is it on like the nightly news every night, or how's it? I work? mean, on the
2: the sports nightly news, like it's oh, not okay. like nightly news, but yeah, although they're they that whole um the whole uh, Gary Payton what school Bronny Bronny's uh, you know gone to or whatever, or that yeah. they were registering or whatever was that was that made the regular news.
1: Oh yeah, well, I heard. <laughs> did you see the one today of some? Just Cavs Nation posted it and said that um, LeBron is meeting with the Cavs tomorrow, and we'll give them a um, yeah.
2: But today, <laughs> like
1: Wednesday, like oh okay, yeah oh, okay. But then the uh, the attribution was um, <laughs> it was like NBA uh, Social dot net, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the source. So. Yeah, it was it was a little ridiculous, and it was never corrobor- corroborated anywhere else. But
2: boy, no. it would be nice. And the, and do the that. Payton story was the Payton story was was even it wasn't necessarily debunked, but the school the school said we have you know that's not it's not the case.
1: Yeah, and and then there's always the things of like oh LeBron checked out these schools in Philly, and LeBron checked out these schools in L.A., and he you know he probably has you know. Well,
2: yeah, because. Here's the thing. He hasn't made his decision. If Mo- you,
1: most you know. multimillionaires who have kids are, are pretty selective about where their kids go to school. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
2: No, but but again, why would you not like if you're oh, if absolutely. you're LeBron? Like if there's even the you're you're taking the time to hear teams' pitches on right. potentially going there. You'd absolutely look into the schools in those places. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love. So how about and
2: and by the way, you'd absolutely apply to the schools in those places so that you wouldn't get shut out if you had to wait until you know July, whatever, to because most of them have already had cutoff dates.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And
2: so the truth about, is, how she, about Marlowe? He very Ritten well or... might have. He very well might have applied for, uh, for, um. That school, and they might even have accepted him, but it'll still depend on where LeBron goes before he would – he would just have to have that in place. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, what were you saying? Sorry. Oh,
1: I was just saying, and – of course, you made me lose my train of thought as I was going through <laughs> – Twitter and I see this tweet: the Bismarck Flying Fox is the largest bat on the planet, and like they've got this picture, and it literally looks like a fox with wings. And now I've totally lost my train of thought. So.
3: Wait, what? <laughs> what are you
2: thinking about Bismarck Flying Foxes?
1: There for? is a bat called the Bismarck Flying Fox, and is the largest bat on the planet, and it literally looks like a fox with wings.
2: Is yeah. that like? Is there a G League team in Bismarck or something?
1: I don't know, but that would be a great name for. A G League basketball team.
2: The Bismarck flying foxes.
1: That would be pretty awesome.
2: But That would be. We should start a campaign for that.
1: Yeah. Oh, what I was gonna say is I'm sure it's the sports radio out there too. Is just
2: oh, I don't even non- listen to sports well, radio. Well even that but anymore. it's
1: gotta like percolate up to where people talk about it a little bit.
2: Oh for sure. No, everywhere I go people talk like like I didn't put it in the in the post that I that I had, <laughs> but there was one time we went when I took my daughter jet skiing, um we happened to be down there at the same time that Justin Bieber was also there, okay. and we went the day after. He apparently went with his friends and, like, wrecked a couple of jet skis, so we had, like, limited choices. But the one guy who was pretty, like, clued in, like, he was, like, talking a, talking a little bit about the finals and, like, like – You know, speculating that, that he, he was pretty sure LeBron was going to go to Los Angeles. And I said, what do you care? Like you're in the Turks and Caicos. He's like, he's like, no, no. He goes, I'm, I'm a Golden State fan anyways. And I was just like, just give me my refund.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stop talking now.
2: Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. I would have, I would have walked out, but my daughter really wanted to go, so I, I also, that was the only I, that was the only I, thing that aggravated me. But I couldn't really find a good place to put it in the in my post, so I was like, ah, I'm just leave that story out. I'll save I, her I save for the her
1: Empire in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, um, okay. So, how sick are you already of Bob Myers? Oh, so much stuff happened behind the scenes. These last few years have been really hard, and uh, yeah,
2: or, cry me a river, Bob. Or like
1: Draymond Green's ridiculous trolling. What was the one he was wearing? Oh
2: the he was wearing the shirt with the uh the um Al, Al, not Alvin. Uh, the, what's the it's the one that LeBron likes, the uh, Oh
1: the Ultimate Warrior?
2: No no no, it's the cartoon
1: Oh Arthur?
2: Arthur, yeah, it's Arthur but like holding with a fist but with three rings on it. <laughs> I just gotta say it's actually pretty if it wasn't if it if it wasn't Draymond doing it I would've been like oh that's clever yeah, but, but the
1: other thing is you've got 3 rings in 4 years you don't need to troll anyone it's like
2: it's yeah, like but he does, so though. low that's, rent. that's, that's, that's what he is he's the guy that that can't that wouldn't shake uh Tristan's hand <laughs> and saying like oh like something like you're not we're not come fr- cut from the same cloth. You're not on my level or whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I saw close-ups in the in the very few minutes that I watched, which happened to be like that that first quarter of of uh, Game Four. I could clearly see Draymond saying like, "Your woman left you," or "Your like like something about your." And I'm like, "Wow, dude! Like, talk about! I mean." He shouldn't be trying to shake your hand. Like you're, you're an absolute scumbag.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's probably true. Um, yeah, it it was he, or actually, I gotta say, the funny thing about the whole thing is, is Kevin Durant somehow comes off as the least douchey this off season, which is just bizarre. Like even Steve Kerr is like a little bit ridiculous at this point.
2: Oh yeah, with his like. Oh, I'm sure I'll play whoever we draft. Yeah. Thirtieth and like.
3: The... Oh, mid
1: level. Uh, KD's taking the mid level.
2: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Come on. Uh, Just like I don't know. Hello. They seem unbelievably douchey.
2: <laughs> oh, I I I don't know how you. Oh, yeah. I don't know outside of Golden State I don't on how you root for that team. By the way. I, I, if, in all fairness, outside of Cleveland, I root for for this team. Well, not like I had a hard either. time. Well, I had a hard time outside of outside of LeBron when he was engaged, rooting for this team. Um, like I, I wanted guys to do well. Like I certainly before the, the the trade deadline, there were not too many guys that I. There were guys that I was happy to see go. Um,
1: and I don't think anybody missed Isaiah Thomas. I mean that was that guy might be But
2: does anybody miss Shumpert? Does it, the only no. guy I missed out of that entire grouping that, that left was Channing. Yeah. And well, I, I felt would, like they probably could have they probably they probably should've held on to Channing somehow, but um but you know, I, I get it. They had to make the moves. But I don't know. I mean like I, I had high hopes for, for Larry Nance. Um, but I th- I think he just got jerked around too much, and he's people. F- I think people just assume like, oh, he's supposed to be really good, but he's still a developing big who, you know, he's got flaws, but he's got yeah. strengths too. And and very rarely did did uh, it seem like they played to his strengths. Um, but he makes he makes dumb mistakes too. But it's not like he's ever really been coached up all that much but yeah, um the
1: one bummer about the and co Leveland, because he was yeah. of their big man coach and he did a fantastic job was Ziz- they can hire maybe they can hire z i i don't think z wants any part of what's going on with the Cavs. he still
2: lives in cleveland it.
1: yeah well and florida
2: <laughs> yeah that's true i mean but but you know what i mean like i i had high hopes for these guys i mean i I wanted to like George Hill. I, I, I wanted to, I, I liked Jordan Clarkson when the deal was made. I liked the ride the, the idea of Rodney Hood. <laughs> but, of I, Rodney Hood. <laughs> but I didn't feel like I got to really know any of these guys no, all that I, well. I and, and and it just wound up being like this, you know, battle of attrition down the stretch and, and into the playoffs where it was like, Well, what what crazy lineups are he playing now? And we you know, we none of us had real faith in Jeff Green. Uh and he, you know, he he stepped up a couple of times. There was no most notably that that game uh what game six or seven of the of the Celtic series. But yeah. um you know, but but it was hard. Like, you know, Tristan you know, it's
1: Tristan actually I did not think had a bad playoffs. It's no, just but, the problem is is there was here's the problem. The Cavs backcourt was utter garbage in the finals i mean they just you cannot get the anemic scoring that you get out of your two starting guards in the nba and win a playoff series let alone you know a um a finals game it's a miracle those two got to the finals that might be the worst starting backcourt in finals history
2: yeah but that's just it like like Although, on paper, although
1: although Booby and Delonte... Yeah, who was it, it. Delante and
2: No, it wasn't not in two thousand seven. That was Booby and uh, Eric Snow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so okay, yeah, I take that back.
2: Or was it Larry Hughes and Larry Hughes and Eric Snow? I yeah, don't know.
1: I take that back. But at least Larry Hughes could score some points, but yeah. But here's the thing.
2: Like on paper, like George Hill George Hill's been no, uh, he hasn't been player. an all-star, but he's been a good player. And then on and then on paper, J.R. Smith has been to all of these finals. He's started in all of these finals. Yeah. So you would like to think and and you know, J.R. it's 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 tough because obviously he had the, the biggest gaff and maybe the two biggest gaffes of of certainly game one.
1: What was but, the other one besides the timeout?
2: Well he was the one that flew by uh
1: Oh, at the end of Curry the first at half. the end of
2: the first half after yeah. the brick Jeff Green three and then J R no. just did the whole flyby because that, that's I mean look he doesn't hit that three at the end of the half then that's you know I mean that that's a pretty important when the game goes to overtime so
1: yeah no I'll I'll agree with you Um
2: but I, I feel like he was an easy target to pile on and you even, know
1: even in that game it was an easy target to pile on because. I mean, the funny thing is, is say he puts up a shot and he misses and then Golden State gets that back and calls a timeout, then all of a sudden they've got a chance to win. You know, yeah. going to overtime in that situation is not the worst thing that could happen. But the Cavs, I mean, totally lost their composure. LeBron lost his composure. um, And, you know, Jr. I clearly didn't know the clock and but it's also on the coach and the rest of the players to put him I put more on Lou than I put on JR. I mean
2: Well whatever. I mean if it wasn't JR you wouldn't. Like if it was right, a normal exactly. player that didn't have a history of making boneheaded decisions yeah. you would say you would say, well dude you got I mean you gotta know. Since it's JR, I think that's why we yeah. look at Lou and say how did you not? And even <laughs> LeBron, like, how do you not, like, go to JR and say, dude, if this happens? But how unexpected was that, that he would sneak out of there with, you know, like, get by Durant to, to get the ball, you know, for the for the offensive rebound? Um, But it's too bad they didn't call the, the uncalled Draymond lane violation, because I'm pretty sure George Hill probably would have hit that, the, the, re, the retry at that, but... um but whatever. I mean, look, that was their best chance to win. I didn't think it would be. I thought it was a, a portent of, hey, you know what? You guys can play with these guys more than I realized you could. But, you know, I think I think Golden State was taken a little too lightly in that first game, and they, they really missed Iguodala. Because, I mean, I saw some stat that said, like, when Iguodala guarded in, in the Houston series, when he guarded either Harden or Chris Paul they shot like 1 for 41 against yeah, him or no. something crazy like that.
1: The, the the only chance the Cavs had was to at least take one game when Nigadala wasn't in the series cuz they were so much better with him defensively and just his oh, yeah. ability to play, you know, four different positions. And Are you
2: and buying the Are you buying the LeBron like basically had a broken hand thing or do you I think do it was just I do buy a... that. No, I buy it. I mean if now, he, before you say any more, he was he was he. I mean, this is stupid, but he was seen <laughs> at that at that Cracker Barrel without the Bray song with his family just like the other day, <laughs> like two days ago. So, I. <laughs> I'm just saying, Cracker, I don't know, cracker
1: I, Barrel Gate. You heard it here. First. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't I I don't put a lot of stock in it. I mean, I'm sure if, he. If, if he pretty
2: bad, that, yeah. If it was broken, I think he would have come out and said, I broke my hand. Like why wouldn't you?
1: Well, yeah, they're just
2: like, between it, why I... say it after game four, right? Why yeah. say like, Oh, I broke my hand?
1: So uh Mike Schreiner or Michael. Do you prefer Mike or Michael? Mike. Mike Schreiner joining us, uh C T B writer and 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 you kinda follow all the different Cavs Twitter feeds. I see you all over the place, so my, my, Michael's got his finger on the pulse of the Cavalier community. And, I love uh,
2: that you asked him what he preferred, and he said Mike, and then you just called him Michael.
1: Well, it's because Michael is sitting up on my screen here. So if he prefers Mike, he should have put the name Michael, or the name Mike, on his
0: uh, Skype account. So. <laughs> it's no problem. I'm not really, not a, not a big deal.
1: Or, or, or as they might call you, uh, Mr. Shriner.
0: That, that is <laughs> That is another name I have to go by. Uh,
1: so, Mike, do you think – so the question is that LeBron was seen walking into the Cracker Barrel this week without the cats on his hand. Do you think he really had a broken
0: hand or it was kind of hamming it up a little bit? I think he was hamming it up. I think it was bruised and probably painful, but I don't think it was broken. I'm also a little surprised he goes to Cracker Barrel. I just don't see how he's – Oh, like I'm not. That that place delicious. Yeah, it's delicious, but I just don't see how he's, like, left alone anywhere.
2: Like a regular dude. Like that's here's the thing. That's the one thing he can do in uh, Northeast Ohio that he can't do anywhere else. Like he wouldn't be able to do that in Los Angeles. And I've I can say that from experience. And I won't go into too much detail about it. But uh, the one time that that I I was in the vicinity of LeBron out here in in Los Angeles, and it wasn't even L.A. proper, but he got we got absolutely mobbed.
1: Well, so. it's interesting because we talked about Simmons a little earlier, and he says one reason that basketball players go out to L.A. is because everybody's a celebrity out there, so they get left alone a little bit. And you're saying it's actually the opposite for LeBron. Yeah. Which so. I believe, actually, because he's such a huge star. and I mean, if Oh, he's such saw, a huge
2: person, too.
1: I mean, I saw him at a charge game. People wave. They say hi. But they basically leave him alone. Yeah. Like, you know, I I didn't like people aren't going nuts. So
0: exactly. you're saying the next. So you're saying the next letter though is going to be folk based around. I can still go to Cracker Barrel here. This is the right decision. <laughs> That's for right. Me and my family. Yeah. yeah,
2: the Cracker Barrel letter. Letter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let us enjoy this delicious
1: biscuit biscuits I I can't even say biscuits and gravy. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's all right. <laughs> this delicious biscuits and gravy, as Channing Fry would say. But no, I I actually I, that surprised me too. And he looks so like matter of fact. It was it was pretty funny. So I, yeah. I, I actually yeah. I think that is a big reason that he probably will stay. But I so to, in my mind, there's there's two things at play here. One, I don't think he likes playing for Dan Gilbert very much. I don't think he likes what a mess. The franchise is i don't think dan gilbert actually wants to pay lebron and actually wants to give lebron anything he wants but on the other hand he also doesn't want to he even
0: more does not want to be the guy that ran lebron out of cleveland that's fair and but don't you also think that whatever he pays lebron is more than made up in the value lebron brings to the franchise like i feel like Maybe he doesn't want to pay LeBron, but he's always going to make more money off of having LeBron. Like LeBron, just the value he adds to the franchise is more than Gilbert pays him. I, I just think it's he's got to be making money off of just LeBron, you know, yeah. just his existence. Is like I would I would bet that if LeBron doesn't come back, the value of the franchise drops like a hundred million dollars. Oh, absolutely. So if he's paying him thirty, he's he's making money. It's, yeah, it's but he, that simple. But he, well, I
2: think it might be more than that because I mean, what's what's the new standard now? What did the what did the um, two
1: point two billion for the Rockets?
2: The Rockets, right? So if the Rockets sold for two point two billion in Houston, where there's no what state tax or whatever, right? Um, you know, and the Clippers sold for two billion to Ballmer. It's all about demand, right? I mean, right. like. You know, you probably, right now, you'd pro- you could probably get at least 2.2 if LeBron stays for the Cavs. But here's LeBron the LeBron leaves, I don't think you're getting, I think it's probably closer to like one and a half or maybe, you know, one the and a quarter. The like thing it.
1: about that is he's not selling. So unless he actually sells the team while LeBron is here, he doesn't make any of that money. Yeah, like, I know. It's all money on paper.
2: Oh, if I was true. Dan Gilbert, I'd be selling the team like right now.
1: Well and so one of the rumors is that LeBron's agents basically have buyers lined up for the team because they don't want him they don't want Dan Gilbert owning the team anymore. And one of the, the power plays I've heard is is, you know, sell the team, make a bunch of money, LeBron'll stay and you sell the team or we're walking. So that's one of the rumors oh. I've heard. Um
2: I can't imagine Gilbert's Ego would let that, would no, let I can't. He, 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 would, that he would take the hard line there. I,
1: I, I think, I think so too, but the other side of it is that maybe those agents would not be so overt. Uh, although Rich Paul has made some massive miscalculations in being overt and screwed his clients. Like he totally screwed Nerland's Noel last year. <laughs> I mean, Noel probably lost at least $60 million last year
3: yeah
1: yeah um, so it's not like that guy has never made a miscalculation there, so I don't know i but i I could certainly see that as a way it could go down, but maybe not quite so overtly
2: but no um, by the way, I wouldn't blame them for trying, but I also think that there's no i mean there's no perfect situation out there for Lebron no this time around no there's no there's no hey, I'm going to team up with two of, my, two of my good friends who also happen to be, like, two of the top ten players in the league and create a, a big three in Miami in South Beach. Or I'm going to come back to Cleveland and basically dictate that, you know, it's it's me and Kyrie who's already there, who's already under a five-year deal, and I know that they'll trade Ke- for Kevin Love because we've already made that a stipulation. You know what I mean? Like, they it's not those, those situations don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, which is why I think the LA situation has become the front runner as far as Vegas is concerned, because when you really, and what was it? Uh, the Bleacher Report article did a good job of breaking this all down, which was Houston. I mean, they're more a magician or not. Like Houston would have to gut itself. To have room for LeBron, Chris Paul, and James Harden, and, they'd and probably still take, and LeBron, yeah, and Paul
1: would both have to take less money,
2: which would be a complete hypocritical, you know, stand, stance for them for the for the Players Association president and chief the second and second or first vice president to take after taking a hard line on getting the you know, the super max and all that stuff and telling players that they should take as much as possible and saying for years, you know, or at least LeBron saying for years, I'm not taking another pay cut after his Miami experience. President
1: of the players association, is it not the ultimate irony that because they took smoothing and because they, or they did not take smoothing of the salary cap and they had these one time cap spike, in the NBA and that all these players got these ridiculous contracts. Like I got like uh, Corey t- emailed us today, Tyler Johnson's making $19 million next year. Oh yeah. Or, or Ryan. Well, Cause Miami
2: matched their offer yeah. sheet. And Ryan the, Anderson,
1: the is the albatross around the neck of the rockets. Um, The irony is because of that, Chris Paul president of the players association LeBron vice president probably can't beat the Warriors at this point even if they teamed right. up yeah. right yeah. you know
0: that's um, that's a big irony is is it possible that if if LeBron like opted in and the Cavs agreed to work out a trade with Houston not taking Ryan Anderson back because they're no, not taking no Ryan because Anderson. it would have no to be to it. it
2: would so have it. to be literally everybody else on their team could if they keep one Harden, way
0: Paul, and Capella though? Those would be the. They could. The three. Yeah. The, and, so it's actually a okay.
2: CTB article
1: that's going to be coming out later today. Um, but there's also an article that I think Windhorse put out that basically it was like Tucker and like uh, Gordon, Eric Gordon, and like a bunch of other people would almost total up to thirty million, and they could get close. But they would have just those four guys, and that would be it.
2: No, but the other kicker to that, I thought, was that they still had to find someone to take Ryan Anderson's contract, and they'd probably have to attach at least one, if not two, draft picks to that, meaning they wouldn't wouldn't have any draft picks left realistically to trade to the Cavs.
1: Yeah. Well, the uh, or the other part of that being
2: because I don't think they I don't think he's a stretch pay candidate.
1: Yeah, no, he is. Yeah. I mean, they, that would be the absolute last resort, but that still is like seven million on the cap that they would have to somehow eat next year.
2: I don't know. I'm not a capologist, but i've I've seen a lot of places where they basically said that Houston would be Houston would be hard capped, and they would yeah. still need to find someone to take Ryan Ryan Anderson. Well, yeah. and if
0: they're if they're hard capped, then it's not even they can't even sign like ten guys to minimum deals. You yeah, can't, that's, exactly. that's what's the like hard the cap. Problem. Is the hard cap? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I guess I, my I, I'm not as optim optimistic as you guys are about him staying, and I feel like it's not that I think he wants to leave Cleveland. You know, everyone puts this on Cleveland. I think it's that he feels. He's going to tell the Cavaliers, "Well, show me what your moves are." and I think Dan will be like, we'll resign and then'll we'll do the moves." Yeah. And I think it, then he'll be like, no, I want the I think like basically they'll both you know, there's not enough trust there for one of them to take yeah. that step forward, and then that's where it falls apart. It's that's not
1: like it's not like Kim and Donald Trump where they're just going to shake hands and you know,
2: oh I think no. you make Kim Kardashian.
1: No no
2: <laughs> well Could be either that, one.
1: Could be either one. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, it's it's going to be – yeah, there's not a lot of trust there, and I don't blame either guy, although
2: – Yeah, but why would LeBron even I, – I mean, I, I think people are saying, you know, there's been a lot of reports out there saying, like, oh, he's going to tell them this or that or whatever. I, I don't think he will because I don't think he knows. Right. No, I, think, I I agree. I mean, what, what's the Cavs' best pitch is like? Hey, we we're, we're going to draft one of these guys who's ever there and pick, and then we're going to have a bunch of different scenarios set up where we're going to feel out and see if we can, if we can, you know, take a take us a, a run at Paul George or yeah, you know.
1: So here's the here's kind of the way it has to work out. If LeBron is going to opt in to if if LeBron wants to be traded to another team, he pretty much has to opt in to next year because a sign in trade as uh, as the article tomorrow will illustrate is almost impossible. Well
2: the only two the only two teams that can sign him out right in
1: that he would want to
0: play for is Philly and LA. Right. And And even Philly's Close. I don't think they can quite hit his. No, they'd
2: have to. They'd have to stretch a uh, Jared Bayless, uh, okay.
1: which is probably a candidate anyway. Or they would have to right. send a draft pick for someone to take him, which they have the draft yeah. picks you, to do that. Right. They have a right. I can't believe that Boston or Philly gets Sacramento's pick next year. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. Uh-huh.
0: And it's That's not like Sacramento the will be better.
1: Yeah. So, it's either that or he opts into the Cavs. And then if he opts into the Cavs, he either has to have a deal lined up the way Chris Paul did last year, or he has to basically, um, because the Cavs have to kind of agree to whatever deal's on the table. Or he could, and I don't think he's going to opt in blindly. I think he'd rather be a free agent in that case and just kind of go through the
2: Yeah, the the way I saw that it, I think it is You're cutting out um, a little ED. The opt-in, um, he his no-trade clause doesn't get to stay in effect or something like that. Oh,
1: I thought it. Well, I heard it did, but who knows? Huh. It's it's we're in uncharted territory with the CBA here. It's it's weird that this opt-in and trade has become a thing in the last couple of years because Chris Paul yeah. did it, and now. Yeah the rumor is that maybe Paul George will do it. Although I don't see Paul George doing it at all because the opt-in is for only $10 million. Right. So the team he trades to would have to extend him right away, but I don't know if they can extend him for a lot of money with the way the annual increases work. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't think there's any way Paul George is doing an opt-in.
2: Well, the most right. interesting thing that could happen is if Paul George just decided to, to re up with, OKC, okay, mm-hmm. which he's floated the last I, day or two. I don't, right, that's not impossible.
1: No, I actually, a lot of people think that's a very good possibility.
2: So if that happens, who's the other star that's going with LeBron to Los Angeles?
1: Well, uh, Chris Paul, <laughs> that's an option.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Is, that, is, is Chris Paul any closer to a title with that team than he is with the Rockets right now, though. I don't think he is.
2: He can't stay healthy.
1: No, right. he can't stay healthy in the playoffs. The other ever thing is it is ever D'Antoni is not a good playoff coach. We we've, yeah. we've seen it time and again, right? Um, I mean, how does your team take? How many threes in a row did they miss?
2: 27? Yeah. 27 twenty seven. twenty seven straight. Like that. That was that. Maybe was... after eighteen, you call it. T- <laughs> But notice? that was like that was like Tai level of like no. That was oh, I'm gonna keep Ty trying Lu.
1: this. Like I yeah. don't even think Tai Lu would have that happen.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, okay. you're right.
0: Now I got to knock on some serious wood. He's not. <laughs> Tony's not one for adjustments. He's. No. This is our philosophy. This is who we are, and we're gonna stick with it, come hell or high water,
2: <laughs> for the last yeah. 15 years.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I. I just. I, I've gone over all of these different scenarios. I, I, I don't know if you guys caught on ESPN. It was actually kind of funny and clever. They they gave like a an artist in each each of the thirty cities um, a billboard to try to recruit LeBron. Have you? <laughs> no. I yeah, I, so, I
0: saw something about. It. I saw the the Cleveland one.
2: Yeah, it's clever. When I mean, the Cleveland one is smart, I mean, just put the family on it. Right. But like, there were some that were great, like like where Charlotte crossed out the Queen, queen City and then made With it the, the king, king City, City. nice yeah. I like that um, or like uh, what was the other one that, they had LeBron throwing a football and a cowboy hat in on the Dallas one saying <laughs> and it on the side it says we'll get you a suite at Cowboys home games
3: huh.
2: Oh, this was my favorite the the Denver one says every king needs a joker and it has a crown and a and a jester <laughs> hat I do like that next to each other. Yeah, that was I clever. That I like, that. um, oh, on the Golden State one was my last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and the Indiana one was "Don't blow this chance, LeBron," and it's it's uh, Lance blowing that those words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that is fantastic.
2: Yeah, there's some really clever ones. I gotta say. Yeah. Like I'm, the Memphis one was like more like serious, but it was cool. Like because they had BB King, Elvis, and then LeBron, and said, "Here kings become legends."
3: Oh, that's like that. cool.
2: Yeah, that's And then nice. Miami, Miami did one of Wade and LeBron, and said, "Not one, not two.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: I, honestly,
0: is, is I know that's his best friend, but I think LeBron knows he knows where Wade and Melo are at in their careers. He's not.
2: Oh, He's not going to yeah, say it, but
0: he yeah. knows. Oh, the, the OKC one on a, oh,
2: sorry. The OKC one's great because it's it's Russ and LeBron and sort of like like a cubist like drawing or whatever, like facing opposite directions, and it says Brody and Braun, and then underneath that in small print it says no cupcakes.
1: <laughs> so my favorite um, email of the day – or I don't know if it was – in no, it was a comment today uh, on the live thread, uh, and somebody said uh, – it was Justin – who said, you know, if you put Russ and LeBron on the same team, you should just have a new sport where there's two basketballs? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, that would be actually a really fun sport to watch. Is is basketball five on five full court <laughs> basketball with two basketballs?
2: <laughs> I don't know where I'd, where where would you look?
1: I don't know. It would. It, it probably would be more seizure inducing than entertaining, but
2: yeah. they should do that for the all-star game though that would spice things up that would would.
1: (laughs) they they, yeah with wnba players (laughs) yeah although uh the wnba there was a rumor that they may look at uh moving it out of the summer and moving it into like partly into the regular season which i would not mind um i think that that would make it more exciting like if the WNBA playoffs were taking place, you know, you know, shortly after the NBA regular season started. Mm. I wouldn't mind that.
2: I like to see. Although it. it's such a football-heavy time,
1: that is true. Too.
2: Yeah. Like, I think the cool thing about having it in the summertime is that there's nothing else going on except for baseball, which yeah. seems to just go on forever in training camp. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get why they'd move it, but I, I think. I I don't know that I necessarily agree, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I well, I was to to, say, to pick up on what I was saying before. Like, I just this is why I keep kind of coming back to. I I think I still think his best option is to return to stay to stay put yeah. because
1: Do you think it's a long term deal or a short term deal if he stays put.
2: Well, here's the thing: if you're gonna stay, just sign the just sign the super Yeah. Right, and then if you don't like how things are going, retire. You know what I mean? Like, because the truth is, if you look at the landscape, and I know you'll you'll rail against this a little bit, Nate, but Golden State is built not only for the last couple of years, but the next at least two or three years. At if least Kevin Durant, yeah, if Kevin Durant's going to resign, I mean, there, there's trouble on the horizon with. With Draymond wanting this, passing up the extension and wanting the supermax and in the Clay summer of '19. Well. Yeah, so they may only have another year or two left, but still, they're going to be hard. To, it's going to be hard to beat them next year and the year yeah. after that. Right. Yeah. So and, my and point, my point is, if you go to, if you go to the only two places I think he probably could go or sh- or should really think about going would be. LA or or Philly just because of the of the not just because of the the ability for those teams to sign him with and still be un, and you know have the cap room to sign him straight up and and bring in another player along with him but also because it doesn't gut either team right right like you you still keep the you know you still keep the guys in place but they each have their own problems like Philly's the probably the closest team to, to competing for championships of the teams he's looking at. But we talked about this a lot. Like he'd have to be content with being uh, an off the ball player because Ben Simmons can't shoot and Ben yeah. Simmons isn't going to become a great shooter in the next year or two. So no. you're going to have to play off ball. You're going to have to be LeBron who is a role man or LeBron that, that pops and shoots threes, like. Or
1: the other part of that is, Braun says you got to trade Ben Simmons. I can't win here with Ben Simmons.
2: Yeah. yeah, but he represents Ben Simmons. Why would he do that?
0: Well, that would that would, a, <laughs> that, that, that would be an awkward <laughs> situation. That would be an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, like
2: in, in, a, in a perfect world, like Ben Simmons is. I mean, Ben Simmons is that mold, that lump of clay that he could mold into his own image, right? right? But I mean, there was a stat saying that Joel Embiid's. Um, but joel M b he's like like at the rim numbers or whatever really fell off this year as as opposed to last year, like he was taking a lot more like outside shots
1: yeah he he shoots too much outside
2: yeah i, I don't know I mean look it, well here's it's, the other thing it's also they, a gamble if if Markel Fultz is gonna pan out, who knows they
1: also can't sign their best shooter if LeBron goes there, basically they would only right. be able to give Redick the mid level, which he might take, which he might but if he
2: t- thought he could win a title, maybe. Yeah. No, but I mean, they, they'd absolutely wind up with Corver again.
1: Yeah, that's true. The Cavs would trade Corver there somehow. And they
2: could probably get one of Bell- Bellinelli or Ilyasova to sign for the mid-level. Nah, well... Or the vet minimum.
1: I, I think those two guys are probably going to go to whoever pays them the most. And if it's
2: yeah.
1: not a big difference, then they'll sign for the vet minimum somewhere. But if there's a contract that pays them 5 six million somewhere... They're taking it because they've never had right. a big NBA contract.
2: Yeah. But it, it. But if you look at Philly, you're right. Like, it's the antithesis of what he's built yeah. the last two times around where he surrounded himself with shooters. Yeah. Right? right? And he's had one or two other – one other, like, uh, creator, either Dwayne Wade or Kyrie. And then he's had one big man who can rebound and, and pop out for threes, right? Like, right. he's basically done the same pattern – the last two places he's been, and that's well, worked for him. He's won three championships doing that, and competed for eight total. So, if you look at it, Philly doesn't have that DNA, right? Like it's different, and it's it would be a, a much more of an adjustment for him to try to figure out how that's going to work. And they're going to need sh- shooting, yeah. And they probably don't have enough shooting to, to beat, like you know, Boston. If they once they get their guys back, so I don't know, it's, it's something to consider there. And then with LA, they're even further off. Yeah, because although yes, they, they had bring in pieces,
1: they could move for pieces, shooters for shooters yeah. for sure. Sure, But is take... it going
2: to be enough? To is it going to be enough to compete to even get to the Eastern Conference Finals past Golden State and West, Houston?
1: Western Conference Finals? Yeah, yeah. No, Western, I, yeah well, Western I think that's the other issue. No. The other and one of those uh people being moved would be Lonzo Ball because LeBron wants no part of the ball family.
2: <laughs> and right. the other thing is he Lonzo Ball
1: is not a player that LeBron can play with cuz the dude can't shoot.
2: Right. So, yeah,
0: right. I have I have another thing with the Lakers that I feel like no one's really touched on and that's that regardless of how good their team is or regardless of who they can get if LeBron goes to finish there, yeah, they'll embrace him. They'll like him when he retires. If they win a title, they'll cheer for him. But he's just another guy there. Yeah, like they already had Kareem and Wilt and Magic and Shaq and and, and even Kobe, and <laughs> and like he'll never like be embraced the way those guys were. And if he doesn't win a title, all the Kobe fans, the Kobe fans are going to go crazy. I mean, oh, they're yeah. gonna just well, he he won five titles. <laughs> He'll be the new Dwight Howard, how right? Exactly. So I, I he, just, he just be another guy, and I don't know if LeBron really wants to just be another guy for a franchise. And he would be like for
2: the Lakers. He, he that's what he would be.
0: I'd actually think he would have a better legacy as a Clipper
1: than a Laker. Oh yeah, yeah there's
2: nothing on the Clippers. They don't. They have that, neither they, young guys nor draft picks.
1: Yeah, they that that Doc Rivers has run that team
0: into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Dave McManaman said yesterday, um, I think for ESPN LA, he's, he, he will not be a Clipper. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By
2: the way, nobody should be until they change the name.
0: <laughs>
1: Why?
2: <laughs> Clippers? I mean, it no, makes sense I was when it was, wondering when if it was there in, was in a, San was. I didn't know if there was a
1: story behind it.
2: No, it's just Clipper. Clipper has just for so long been synonymous with losing. Like, I don't know why you'd want to. Why they when they moved to L.A. in the first place, why they didn't change it? No, I'm I'm not going to argue with
1: you. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I I look, I, I just I look at it and I say the Cavs, I'm not saying you run it back. I still think they need to look for and I I I don't put any blame at all on Kevin Love but I do look at at Kevin Love I think we we've had this behind the scenes running uh disagreement about this but um but I I think Kevin Love along with the with the eight pick is really the only viable trade chips that they have
1: yeah you know it's so a if, dark horse that I just thought of I mean, obviously, you got the Spurs we've talked about as a dark horse. If something happens with Kawhi or they figure out. But other than moving Kawhi, it's very hard for them to create the room. But what about Indy? And I don't ever see LeBron going to play in Indianapolis. They literally have $25 million in cap room. And a lot of guys, they could move. (coughs) Uh, That would be an interesting option. (laughs) With Oladipo and Turner, and yeah, it would be a damn good team. Possibly young
0: and Collison's a great shooter. Yeah, yeah. I mean it would actually. He wasn't in the. He was wasn't
2: in the Cavs series, but no. But you know, I mean, but...
0: by and large, he's yeah. a really good three-point shooter. I, he's kind of their
2: only. He's kind of their only three-point shooter there outside of Oladipo, though, right?
1: Yeah, and although Oladipo is very much in the Kyrie Irving where he was, you know, a year or two ago mold, right now. I mean Oladipo, yeah. he's an absolute killer one on one. Which right. yeah. I was so
0: impressed with Oladipo in that series. Yeah, he's great. You, you don't see a guy improve that much usually this far into his career. Those. Was... Yeah, well, and he was an older guy when he came in. Like right, I, yeah, he was like
1: 22 when he was drafted. Yeah. So.
3: <coughs> so well, anyway, I
1: just just a dark horse, but yeah, I mean. I'm I'm trying to think if there's any other, somebody said Milwaukee just, but they just I just don't have feel any.
2: like I feel like the one thing that we that's been said that it it's not just smoke is that he's going to do what the family wants. Yeah. He's going to do what's best for the family.
3: And,
1: to and the me, truth is
2: he's not going to one of these if he's going somewhere that's that's not, you know, Los Angeles or, you know, or Philly. Like he's not, it's not going to go to another Midwestern place and uproot his family and, and make them
1: well, I agree try to
2: track yeah. along with him. So that's no, why I, I think the, the, the people that are saying like the, the Los Angeles, that's really the only thing that gives Los Angeles a little more fuel. I think is that he does have two homes. here. he's, you know, who knows how long he'll have two, but he's, you know, he's renovating the one. He's definitely looking, looked at the schools here for his kids I mean, right. you know, his his post basketball career will likely be at least fifty percent in Los Angeles, given his his interest in in the entertainment business and um, you know things things of that nature. So, you know, it, it makes sense that that would be the the other place he would he would consider seriously. Yeah, and they have the yeah. cap room to sign him, and they have at least the ability to put pieces around him because look that the, the thing that lakers haven't had for the last really since even the year or two before kobe left was was that kind of start to bring bring in because kobe was hurt and then he was sort of like past his really past his prime and really breaking down that the last 60 61 game notwithstanding but um but you know and they they didn't have magic before now they have magic and they didn't have A guy like a LeBron to pull other guys there because it's a lot easier to pull free agents to Los Angeles. It's always, it always has been. But it, it, this, there's been this, you know, five or six year gap where they haven't been able to because the team's been so poorly run Mm -hmm. and, and because, you know, they just, there was, there was there was parity you could go win other places and not have to be reliant on like we have this many banners in the in the rafters you know so um so I could I could see it but I just I think if he wants to if he says he wants to win championships I think it's a little disingenuous cuz I don't think that team is is close and I don't think they will be for at least a year or two
0: and by then even LeBron could be slipping in two years. I mean, that's yeah. certainly probably
2: what thirty. it'll be thirty-five.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: How old is Paul George? Paul George is thirty-four already.
0: Is he no. Pretty? Yeah, that can't be right. Paul George?
2: Not Paul George. I thought you said. Uh, sorry, I was thinking CP. Yeah. Too many. Too many Pauls. I was thinking Chris Paul.
0: Yeah. So no, Paul
2: I, George is twenty-nine.
1: Yeah. So I think Paul George is the guy that goes. I think if L if LeBron goes to LA, LA Paul George goes to L A. Because then I yeah, think he's got a true. real shot, but. I don't think Paul George wants to go to L.A. by himself. Although I could still see it
2: happening. Yeah. But he's from there. Yeah.
1: And then the other thing that is going on with the Lakers right now, and I'm sure you've heard this, is the whole diss track battle.
2: Oh, yeah. They told those guys to tone it down.
1: Between Lonzo Ball and who's the other? Kyle Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing if you're LeBron, and I said this about Philly, but it's true about the Lakers, too. If you're LeBron, you're in your soon-to-be mid-thirties. Um, right. Do you want to spend all day, you know, for weeks on end with a bunch of kids that are younger than 24? I mean, that just sounds like the most unpleasant thing on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: I only and- well, wonder. you'd have Channing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that
1: is true. I mean, and
2: I and again, I think wherever LeBron goes, he'll probably. He'll probably bring Corver with him.
1: Yeah, and i I also think that there will be a lot of uh, and and the one thing I will say is the Lakers have a much better coach than the Cavs right now.
2: Oh, and Luke Walden, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I have no doubts that Luke would do some of the things that we were screaming at Ty Lue to do in in this uh, in this finals, but and. To me, that's one of the things. If I'm LeBron and I'm having a discussion, I don't. I think LeBron loves Tyloo, but I also think he knows he can't win with him, or at least not w- with the talent level the Cavs have now. Because Tyloo isn't making chicken salad out of chicken bleep,
2: you know? Right. <laughs> I think. I think it's like what Mike said before. I don't think he wants to leave, but I, I, he may just not have have uh, enough of it. Because again, it's really about it's really about the Gilbert relationship. It's about yeah. the GM. It's about Ugh. yeah,
1: yeah. You know. That the Cavs have failed to make intelligent decisions on and off the court for the last year. You know, they had a year to prepare for. The Warriors and LeBron still playing 48 minutes. Right.
0: <laughs> a night. Yeah. Well, no. I'll say this, though. It, you know, while I agree, I think that Gilbert's going to be the problem in in finding some common ground here. Not that LeBron isn't culpable, too. I also think that the stuff Chris Chris Sheridan puts out there is a little.
1: Well, yeah,
0: I don't think it's the way he interprets it, maybe.
1: You yeah, know, no, I mean, I. I, I don't want to cast shade, but I I feel as if Chris Sheridan has kind of devolved into where uh, Peter Vesey is right now as an NBA uh, reporter and analyst. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. And, um, you mean the guy in a street corner screaming at trash cans? <laughs> Maybe not. Um, Maybe trash to cans. To that level? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I can't... I, I honestly... It's the most... Con- it's the... It's the Beyond the LeBron of it all, the biggest sort of paradox of conflict that I I have as a Cavalier fan is how I is my feelings about Dan Gilbert. Because on one hand, the guy spent everything and more to put a put the best product on the floor, to put the best you know, to to hey, make hey, the building the, the best it is. The game
1: day oh, experience okay. is fantastic.
2: It's fantastic. Oh. So so however, I I also, you know, I mean, just as and and look, at, I I think he's a he's he seems like a great father. Like you see this stuff with 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 Nick and you know with with the, with his other kids, and he seems like a really good family man. But on the other you know on the other hand, like I know, I I know. I mean, the the, the the politics are no secret. The right. the decision making is no secret. You know, and I look at it and I say, well, man, like dude, just. There's, there's a, there's a, this is so easy and it's not, but it, it seems like it would be so easy just to navigate a path here and just say, you know what? And he did for a while. It felt like he just, you know, he, he put the guys in place to just say, do your thing, be the basketball guys. I'm going to stay the hell out of the way. And for a while that seemed to work. And I don't know if we'll ever know what happened with, with the Kyrie situation or
1: in the, the Griffin
2: situation. Or the I don't know if we'll ever know the truth of that because both those guys have sort of, you know, danced around it, and uh, everybody has
1: you know, danced around it. Kyrie, LeBron, everyone's Candler. got it's. Yeah.
2: There's like yeah. five sides to each of those stories, so I don't know if we'll ever know what that is. But I mean, look, there, there was a causality there. There was a yeah. domino effect. There was a. I mean, I touched on it in in my post, which is like if you told me these things would have happened, you know. A year ago, or whatever, I, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have put my money on that. It just seemed unfathomable, unfathomable. Yeah. That I mean, that- not
1: only that, not only that. Just in the NBA in general, like the amount of just insane storylines. I mean, yeah, the Cavs are part of it, but who would have told you that? Yeah, the Rockets are going to miss twenty-seven threes in a row in a game seven, and because of that, the Warriors are going to go to the finals, and then they're going to sweep the Cavs. I mean, right. after J.R. Smith calls yeah. a timeout or doesn't call a timeout at the end of the, the first.
2: Or that uh, the Cavs would regular. have swept the, the, the best team in the East in the regular season yet yeah. again.
1: And then gone to game seven against Boston and yeah. Indiana.
2: <laughs> well, that Indiana was as good as they were after trading away Paul George.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, When everyone projected him
2: to be a lottery team.
0: Yeah, it's been bizarre. I mean, it's always bizarre. Or that Brian Calangelo would lose his job after the Sixers had a great year.
2: Uh, yeah, because his wife, cause his wife created burner accounts that <laughs> right. that she criticized players and management with. Right. Insanity.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just nuts. And then the other half of that is just like, like you were saying, Dan Gilbert navigating a path forward. It's like just go find somebody to make these decisions for you and recognize that you don't always make great decisions. Like right, yeah. your penchant for tiny point cards <laughs> I mean, that just makes absolutely no sense.
2: There are so many owners in the NBA and in sports in general that I've never heard of that. I don't know. I couldn't pick right. them out in a crowd. I, I wouldn't, I would never have known that they were quoted as, as saying anything because they don't, they, that's not their, it's not good business. Right. right? Well, and but the funny thing is, if you're not a he's... basketball, if you're not a basketball guy, and you're just like, I want to own a team because I know that it's a, there's, it's lucrative. It can be if you, if you have the right things in place. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't, from a, from a, just from a pure business standpoint, like I don't think Dan Gilbert has day-to-day decisions on quick and loans. Like I, I'm pretty sure he set that up and then he has guys right. that run it for him that know what the yeah. hell they're doing. Right, so why why insert yourself? Why put your? Why create a situation last summer where you now have to kind of be the de facto basketball guy? And maybe on one hand you're like, oh, it's it's so hard because you know I have to do it myself now. And then on the other hand, you're like, yeah, but I kind of secretly enjoy it because I like making these decisions. I don't think you
1: made a a secret out of it. I mean,
2: no, I know, but yeah, but that's no, he has such a
1: mixed legacy.
2: It really is. It's yeah. it's so paradoxical because look, he's not he's not Art Modell who's was who like hardcore and then and then turned his back and betrayed everything that he that he built up. He's not, you know, uh, you know Jimmy Haslam who you know is is he's basically almost been indicted on yeah. you know on charges. He's he's or, not even or Al he, Davis who's
1: toxic every time he's on camera. Oh, yeah, you know? right?
2: but like he's not even. But he's not even, like – I don't know. He's, like, the closest thing, I guess, would be Mark Cuban, right? Like, he's just right. outspoken, and he just says the wrong thing at the wrong time. And But I think a lot of it comes from just passion and wanting to succeed. Right, yeah. But I think sometimes he gets blinded by ego or, or whatever it is, and we all do. But, but that's the thing. Like I said, I, I know I started this whole thing by saying, like, I just – I, I, I try really hard to reconcile my two sides of the coin on Dan Gilbert. Yeah.
1: and But on the other hand, you know, you look at some just baffling decisions that have taken place under his watch, and it's almost like they stumbled into winning a championship with LeBron right. James. I mean, they drafted Anthony Bennett. They Ugh. they passed on so many guys to draft. Oh, yeah. Sergey Karasev. you know, uh-huh. they passed. They passed on. Uh, I think Rudy Gobert and. Giannis well, somebody was saying.
2: Somebody was yeah. saying like, had Anthony Bennett been better, right? They might not have got been in a position to draft Wiggins, who they yeah. needed to get Love, <laughs> right? To exactly. get LeBron to come back. So who knows?
0: Exactly. I mean, it, yeah. it's just so bizarre. Anthony Bennett was quality salary filler too. I mean, what, <laughs> what if they had actually drafted somebody good and traded that guy with Wiggins for Love? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if people would have gone crazy. I mean, people already gone crazy. Well, then they wouldn't have had really to trade Dion
1: Waiters, too.
0: That's true.
2: <laughs> no, but, they would uh, have had to trade Dion eventually. I'm yeah, sure. that's true.
1: Yeah. And Dion Waiters, another just baffling decision drafting Dion Waiters, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah although, I'll, I'll, in defense of, of the Dion Waiters thing, not that I, I'm not a Dion guy, but the other guys were Harrison Barnes, who. I'm not a Harrison Barnes guy either. And <laughs> the then, uh, definition of overpaid mediocrity right. in the NBA. And then, then then, it would have been Drummond, who, you know, Drummond Drummond's a good player, but people forget how terrible he was. Terrible at UConn. I mean, yeah. he looked like this guy didn't know how to play basketball. He compared himself to Kevin Durant in his pre- <laughs> pre-draft well, injury. And the, and the mean, other
1: side of that being that guy, Durant, uh, he would have been a much better player 10 years ago. In this era in the NBA, he's, he's kind of a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you also look at you know the people they brought in in the off season were all people that were just unplayable against Golden State, and then you wonder why you struggle against Golden State. I mean, you know, I love Jose Calderon. I love. uh, Oh, who are some of the other? Well, I don't. You don't love Jeff Green. And I <laughs> don't love – yeah, and Jeff Green. And it's just like these guys reverted to the exact same player they have been throughout their careers in the NBA. And, you know, the, you should have been able to see seen this coming. <laughs> the, know, the thing that – Nothing I think that happened that, to the Cavs this year was unpredictable.
2: No, I mean, I think the in thing in the that, that bothered me most, though, and I'm sure it bothered I, – I know it bothered you, it bothered Ben. I, I, you know, people probably – I don't like it when people say that, that we held this whole Jetty Osman and Delhi in the same sort of reverence, because I don't think that's true. Yeah. But the Cavs came out and said, and again, it may have just been total smokescreen, which it probably was. Remember when they said at the, tra- at the trade deadline, when they got rid of Dwayne Wade, one of the big reasons why they said they did was because they wanted to play Jetty Osman and they didn't think there'd be enough minutes for Dwayne. And they didn't want to put him in that situation, so they offered him the the chance to go back to Miami, and that that was the cover story. We all know that's probably not the whole story. We we've heard the rumors about the him taking shots of Ty Lue, or the you know them feeling like he was a bit cancerous in the or a bit of a lawyer well, in the I locker also room. Think so.
1: that he did want to go back to Miami,
2: which Miami. is all well and good. But if you're going to use that as your cover story, but if you use that as your cover story, commit to the cover story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they never really committed to playing Teddy and developing him in any meaningful fashion.
1: Yeah. And just the insane thing was he has a game late in the regular season where he plays really well, but then down the stretch misses three big threes.
2: Was that the Philly game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was comeback.
1: Yeah. And misses three big threes and then basically Tai Lu doesn't trust him anymore after that yet Tyloo just keeps trotting out over and over and over and over again in the playoffs jordan clarkson and uh rodney hood, rodney hood who could not hit the broad side of a barn in the playoffs what i mean, mean it was just i'm going to go pull up the playoff stats for the nba well, finals
2: clarkson's clarkson's were the worst of all time i think
1: really somebody posted what do you that mean? on
2: twitter Somebody posted that on Twitter, I think, that Jordan Clarkson's stats were maybe, I think, some of the worst of all time in the NBA Finals. <laughs> oh I,
1: I don't doubt that. Jordan Clarkson was three for 13 from three. Uh, he shot 23% from the field. Uh, he scored three points per game.
2: Oh, here he is. Yeah, yeah, somebody posted on the on the thread, Jordan Clarkson statistically had the worst postseason in NBA history. Yeah. He had the lowest win shares in NBA playoff history, a record that's been held since
0: 1951.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. He posted a win shares of minus .7. He averaged 4.7, 1.7, and 0.7 in 15.1 minutes a game. A shooting split of 30.1, 23.9, and 83.3. His true shooting was 35.8.
1: And then Rodney Hood, who... (laughs) That was my favorite Mallory argument from the other day was oh Rodney God. Hood is is just as good as Chetty and I'm like, did you did you even watch the playoffs? Like Rodney Hood in the playoffs shot
2: Well, a little bit of fool's because 'cause didn't yeah. he score a bit in the last two games? He did, right? but
1: he shot seventeen percent from three in the playoffs. Four yeah. for twenty four.
2: Well, and his defense, his defense was horrendous too. Yeah, I mean, but, just awful.
1: Yeah, like he they, had that big scoring game in game game three, and then, but he just got obliterated defensively in that in that game. So
0: yeah, yeah, I think uh, both those guys, Hood and Hood and Clarkson, are just guys who in the regular season, you know, the the humdrum and of the regular season, they get their points and and. It's just, but they don't have that gear, that playoff gear. Like, I think Hood is soft,
2: and I think Oh yeah, but, as as, as, but here's as here's as my as ret- shocker
0: to that, yeah. that. It's just they're just not playoff players. There, I really believe that that's a thing in those. But a,
2: allow me are to retort. <laughs> um, if you've got if you've got a coaching staff that can develop these guys, they've they 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 have talent. They are capable, but. When you yank a guy in and out of of the lineup, you destroy his confidence. Rodney Hood had that one game where he refused to come off the bench, not because he was being willfully insubordinate, but because he had lost all confidence in himself.
0: Right. Okay. Count all right, here's my counterpoint. Would you say Quinn Snyder is a good coach? Sure. Yeah. And Rodney Hood was terrible in the playoffs for the Jazz last year. Oh, absolutely no. And so I just I I do yeah. think there's just something that Rodney Hood cannot handle. The well, guy who like when no pressure will get some numbers.
2: Wasn't he kind of hurt last year though too?
0: I remember.
2: Well, I, sure my he counterpoint was, to you—he wasn't you, fully healthy in the playoffs.
1: My counterpoint to you, Mike, is that Rodney Hood was. According to RPM, literally the worst player in the NBA who got over 25 minutes a game last season. Yeah, like, I would believe he that. Was he was arguably the worst high-minute player in the game last year, and the Cavs were still playing him like crazy minutes. I mean, it just. it.
0: T- no, the I agree. Cavs they should not
1: win it. with Tyron Liu, and they cannot keep these players who are terrible on the team yet. They keep thinking that bad players are good, like
2: Isaiah Thomas. Right.
1: And and that's what's killing this team more than anything else. Is They're playing bad players and they think they're good.
2: Someone's got a squeaky like, chair. Oh,
0: maybe it's me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I, and that's why, like, if they re-sign Hood for, like, his qualifying offer, I guess that's fine, but yeah, well, you, you I play I'm, a
1: guy on a make good contract.
0: There's, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah, but yeah, but giving him any real money is absurd. Yeah. I, I have a question for you guys. Let's say LeBron leaves and, and you figure that they're probably the Cavs will go into a rebuild mode and probably trade love.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Where's love going? Where do you trade him? What well, makes sense?
1: So to probably me, Utah. Utah would make sense.
2: Put him next to Gobert, he'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: would be okay. great. What do the, Cavs, what's the What would the Cavs get back, though?
2: I, think I mean, I think I saw – I think somebody was saying, like, you'd get back, like, one of, one of the – like, Trey Burke. Um, and then I think from Utah, it would have to probably be two draft picks, probably one this year and then one protected in 2021. Mm-hmm. What about Indy? Okay. I don't know if you I don't know if Utah would do that, but
0: Yeah, I just I just don't see like what team is gonna give the Cavs like uh, the combination of like non super terrible contracts and and or young players and draft picks that would be interesting.
1: Well there's the Celtics and the Sixers. Both those teams have sure. a ton of draft picks. Um and both those teams probably have. The yeah, you players. can't
2: trade with you can't trade with Danny Ainge again. No,
1: you can't trade with Danny Ainge and and here's the secret. He, I have a sneaking suspicion <coughs> that he's going to be trying really hard to unload Gordon Haywood and Kyrie Irving this off season because and, and you cannot trade for injured players. It's just dumb. Right. You can't do it. The Cavs got burned last year. They should never do it again. Again, right. another terrible decision the Cavs made. That was a terrible, terrible decision. I mean, you cannot. What about players?
2: What about to San Antonio for Gasol, uh, Deontay Murray, and a draft pick?
0: Oh, I would do that in a second. Do you think San no. Antonio will give up Murray and a draft pick? Oh, f- in a second they would give up a twenty-ninth draft pick. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Murray. I think he's a good young player. Yeah, the problem
1: too. with Murray is he can't shoot, and the NBA is becoming unforgiving to point guards who can't shoot. That's Unless fair. you're as tall as Ben Simmons.
3: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I looked at OKC because I thought, you know, he had the relationship yeah. with Westbrook with and, and yeah. I think Adams and he would fit well together. But they then I looked at... Exactly, and I don't want Mello. I don't want that contract, even for one year. I don't want Mello in that locker room. And so then you look at it like, oh, well, I don't know. Well, if they traded for Mello, he
1: would be a buyout candidate. I mean, that's true. But let's be honest, Mello's going to suck up to whatever team will give him a a minimum contract after this one's over. Yeah. (laughs) What about the Wizards? The Wizards. Autoport. I hate all their contracts. I hate all yeah. their contracts. You know, maybe the Bucks. Actually, I think the Bucks would be a fantastic spot for Kevin Love. It would be, but yeah. Then but they... once
0: again, what what is it? You're taking back. I, well, you, I was trying, obviously Try
3: to get
2: Brogdon, right? Yeah.
1: But if you're the Wizards, because they already have Brogdon.
2: Yeah, but they already have what's his name? They, they already have uh, Bledsoe. Uh, Bledsoe.
1: Have they hired a coach?
2: Yeah, they hired. Um... Oh shoot. Uh The Atlanta guy, Button Buttonholzer.
1: Oh yes. yeah, actually, that would be he would fit really well there. But I
0: don't think Buttonholzer is dumb enough to trade Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, he might not have a say. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll I'll I would make a trade with the Sixers right now, considering their current GM situation. I think the Cavs should just hop on it. <laughs> trade love to the Sixers while before they have anything stabilized, pull out you know Sarich and and a draft pick. Sweet. You know, and take on take on what's his name? Um Bayless's contract? Sure. Interesting.
1: I mean well, the other option I saw uh Corey and I were talking today, trade up to number two uh with the Kings and, and although, man, that'd be that'd be a that's a rotten way to do Kevin Love is to trade him to the Kings. Oh, it is. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and and
1: go get Don Donkic, and we haven't even talked about the draft, and I'm I'm actually getting super excited about this draft because I feel like this is the most loaded draft since 2003. So, oh wow, oh this draft is just absolutely loaded. I mean, to me, it's a 10 deep draft, and the top three all have. I I think there's.
0: Multiple guys with Hall of Fame potential in this draft. So, so who 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 is your preference for the Cavs if you have to pick one? Assuming the draft goes the way most mocks are going,
1: uh, Mikael Bridges probably. Okay. But I, you know, I have this this hope that a guy like Marvin Bagley or Donkage falls to the Cavs. Right. Um,
2: I, I think you're dreaming, dude. Like- well, I
1: think I am too. But somebody's gonna fall.
2: There are I don't think it's gonna be one of those two guys though. Like if if someone fell, I could see like I could see like Jaron I could see Jaron Jackson falling. I could see Bamba falling. I well, could see Bamba
1: he could go anywhere between three and ten. I mean
2: yeah. it's yeah. crazy. I could see Trey Young falling if they think he's just too small.
1: I, there's too yeah. many dumb teams at the top of the draft for Trey Young to fall.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Far. But don't I mean, don't you think this question kind of is predicated on whether or not LeBron is here. Oh, it it absolutely is.
1: Yeah, I mean th- that's like, everything in the next few. Yeah,
2: like look weeks. if LeBron's if LeBron's still here, I'm looking at a point guard, and probably Sexton.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and although if a lot of people
1: think Sexton and Young will be gone already, so right. I don't
2: think I haven't seen any anywhere where Sexton's projected above seven. I have. I I was I think where CBS. where
1: the cbs mocks draft today i'll look right now
0: (laughs) eg is hashtag fake newsing me i haven't paid a ton of attention i like sexton i i am not interested in michael porter jr no me me neither i why injury
2: what's wrong with porter jr
0: the back and just some of the pods i've listened to um you know, like, like Lo- I want to say it was Lowe and maybe some other guys. I can't remember exactly who. But there was a lot of rumblings about, like, what kind of teammate he was this year. And I don't, I don't want to deal with that stuff. Like, you know, I think, you know, Popovich always says. He was a Spurs, freshman. Yeah, but Popovich always says the Spurs draft guys who are over themselves. And I, I think there's something to that. Oh, and, I totally, yeah, I totally agree with you. And, that's and actually- between
2: that and the back. By the way. Nate, CBS – sorry for the uh, – <laughs> CBS has Sexton going ninth to the Knicks after the Cavs take Wendell Carter Jr. I so, saw it. I swear news. I saw it. <laughs> fake news.
1: Um, now I'm going to have to find it. Damn it. Okay.
2: Um. Yeah, they have like – they have 8-1, and one, Bagley 2, Doncic 3, Porter Jr. 4, which I think is too high. Jaron Jackson 5 – Bam Bamba or whatever to the Magic at six. Trey Young to the Bulls at seven, which makes sense to me. And then Wendell Carter Jr., which Uh, doesn't make any sense to me, to the Cavs.
1: Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. If the Cavs take Wendell Carter Jr., I may be done forever. I (laughs) just – I got in a big argument with somebody the other day, and their answer was, well, the guy's next to Al Horford. And I'm like, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those guys don't get you to the finals.
2: (laughs) Now, look, if 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 LeBron's here, I want I'd rather I'd I'd want Sexton or Bridges. Yeah. And if he's gone, I mean, this is why I know you don't like him, Mike, but I think Porter Jr. is that guy that has the ability to, to fill up a stat sheet in a variety of ways. And I just don't I don't see a lot of other guys like that in this draft.
0: Uh, yeah, but back injuries just make me nervous. I, I'm just.
2: Yeah. Fair. Fair point.
1: Fair and, point. And to me, and, and the difference I would also say is there's so many other good guys that do what Michael Porter Jr. does in this draft, you know, that you can take any one of those guys. You know what I mean? Maybe. There's so many wings in this draft, or, you know, combo forwards and and he yeah, said he's
2: 610
1: dude i know he's 610 but ain't no wing they'd list him as a small forward yeah
0: you know it's a big small forward in
2: the way that kevin durant's is small forward i mean
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah, or, I mean, or is it in the way that michael beasley's a small forward exactly Maybe.
1: exactly hey
0: hey don't knock michael beasley you had a good year
1: he did he's had a couple good years in a row yeah and and from what I've been following, everything he says, he sounds like he's a pro. I
2: would have rather had Michael Beasley than, than uh, yeah, Jeff Green. Green this year. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> we all are like – I mean, not that Michael Beasley is any good
0: on defense anymore, but he's a much better <laughs> offensive player. He was just such a monster in college. I really thought, like – I did not think that guy. would... I knew there was there were other issues, but he was a monster. Like on like the way Duranta and Mello were in college, and well, I just thought this guy's at least a four bunch.
1: And... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I, I the problem is that other issues were like enormous for him, right? You know, yeah. I so you hate Bamba, eg. I used to hate Bomba, but now I'm like. I'm like, oh, you put him with LeBron, he'd be the greatest role finisher LeBron. Oh, has my ever God.
2: With. He's like Nerlens Knoll 2.0.
1: <laughs> he's bigger than Nerlens. He's no, no, much no. thicker than Nerlens.
2: I don't think he's that thick, dude.
1: Yeah, he's seven o
2: two twenty 225. 225? It's yeah, 7 foot he tall. Is, he's, he's pretty, pretty, That's pretty skinny. skinny. <laughs> dude, eat a, eat a sandwich.
1: <laughs> Jesus, Pete. Yeah, nah. go to the,
2: go to the brew house or whatever.
1: <laughs> he he can shoot threes though. <laughs> Come
2: on, he started he started taking threes towards the end of the year. It's not like he can shoot threes.
1: So, ESPN had a really good article, and I sent you guys a link. and I don't know if you read it, but it was basically who has the best odds to be a rotation player. A mm-hmm. um. All star and then a bust. (laughs) Who do you think has the biggest bust potential in this draft? Did I just talk about him, EG? Is it Bomber? Trey Young? I think it's Trey Young. I think it's. My. I actually think it's Ayton, but. Really? Yeah. Wow. I
2: mean. Well,
1: another guy who. Aiden kind of reminds
2: me of, um, uh, the dude, Minnesota. Uh, What's his name? Towns, Jane. Yeah, yeah. In the way that that I expect him to be, a he'll be a scorer, but I don't know if he'll ever be the if he'll turn into the anchor on a team that could you know that looks like they could yeah. win a championship he'll put anytime. Up a soon. lot of
1: numbers and not win.
2: Yeah, yeah. And- but he won't be a bust. Well. I, I guess. mean, how are how are you defining bust? I mean, no, I, I he's I not understand. Anthony. He's not Anthony Bennett. He's not. You know what I mean? Like,
0: Ugh.
2: I like Markel I guess, Fultz would be a bust this year, right? I mean, even though I his teammate into him the as a
1: bust as the guys taken behind him will end up being so much better that he will look like a bust. Like he will be <laughs> okay. You know,
2: but he's not going to be Darko. <laughs>
1: Maybe I'm. I'm trying to think of a good comp of a guy who was okay. You know, I don't want to say Sam Bowie because Greg Oden. No, Greg Oden. That he was, was injuries. That's
2: also with Sam Bowie.
1: Yeah, I know. That's that's why it's an unfair comparison. Although Sam Bowie played a long Ralph time. Samson.
2: <laughs> Ralph Sampson. Ralph
1: Sampson was really also good for introduced. a
2: while. He was good, but people still say, "Oh, you took uh, Hakeem after him, right?"
0: No, yeah, they took Ed Samson was eighty three and Akeem was eighty four.
2: Yeah, no, oh. no, but th- somebody got drafted after Samson that became a big star. Was it Carl Malone?
0: Hmm. No, Colt Malone was in eighty 80- the eighty four draft as well, wasn't he? No, no, he was eighty three. Maybe or Ralph Samson,
2: because he was the number one pick that year, right? Yeah, he was an oh, All Star. Here is
1: the comp: Joe Smith. Joe Smith. <laughs> there you go. Joe Smith uh, for the Warriors. What draft was that? That was 95. Oh, that was a bad draft. Top three Smith picks. Um, Michael Ola Antonio McDice, Glenn Robinson. Oof. Mm. Oh, no, that wasn't the same draft. So 95 draft. Oh, yeah. So he got taken ahead of Jerry Stackhouse, Rasheed Wallace, and Kevin Garnett. Oof! <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good comp. I like that comp. Yeah. yeah Jill Smith was fine, but certainly not the right number one pick. Yeah, I mean redraft. It's KG a hundred times out of hundred. Right. But, yeah. Interesting. And then. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think Trey Young. Will, I wonder is is Trey Young going to be this great shooter? or Is he going to be Jimmer, where it's just kind of a gimmick player,
1: or, or to me. Or Seth Curry, or not, yeah, Seth Curry, not Steph Curry. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, Trey like- Young reminds me of a guy that's super good after one year of college, and then if he stays in one or two more years, everybody sees all his warts, and he's a late first-round pick. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's just capitalizing on being a really good freshman, and to me... And he should. The total comp on him... Is uh is uh Jennings? Oh, ugh. For who? You know what I mean? For uh, Trey Young.
2: Jennings, you think? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I can't remember his first name. Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings.
2: What happened to Brandon Jennings? Did he play for the Wizards last year?
1: Yeah, exactly. But I mean, he's he had one forty-one point game as a rookie, and basically. Or 50 some point game as a rookie and scored a lot of points, won some games, and then, you know, pretty much. I agree with you.
2: I I don't think he's going to be Steph Curry. No. Even though he kind of shoots like him every once in a while. Yeah.
1: But there's only one Steph Curry. And part of what made Steph. Thank God. Well, say what you want about the guy, but, you know, on the. Oh, I will. Yeah, so here's the thing on Brandon Jennings' career: thirty nine percent shooting percentage from the floor. That's not good, right? Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Steph Curry, but he played three really hard years at Davidson, where he was basically their entire offense. Whole teams were geared around. Did he shimmy
2: after after winning shots in Davidson? (laughs) Did he? Did he? Did he wear his mouthpiece on, on the outside <laughs> of his face at every free throw? Uh, <laughs> did, he, it, did, he, did he slap like a marionette on literally every shot that he took? So
1: you've seen the commercial where, where he goes, this was where uh, humility was born and ego was laid to rest. Have you seen that
0: one? Oh, no. my God, no. Oh I don't God. think you could do that and then shimmy all over the court. I don't think <laughs> like that's how it works.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... But, I mean, he still made himself the player that he is. Get, give him that credit. And, and he's still a phenomenal player. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's a, he's
2: a phenomenal carnival game player.
1: <laughs> uh, he's annoying. He is. Uh, clearly, you do not uh, like Steph Curry.
2: <laughs> I never have. Yeah. I never have. It's like, if you're gonna celebrate, celebrate like a man, dude.
1: <laughs> Here it is. This is where ego was laid to rest and humility rose in its place. <laughs>
2: Jeez. You I'm so surprised yeah, I you they, guys. I think they, I think they, 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 they misread it. It should have been not humility, but hubris. Well, the funny thing <laughs> is,
1: it's like, uh, I know you guys saw this commercial because it ran a thousand times, but Steph Curry probably came on and you just tuned out the commercial. <laughs> probably. Yeah.
2: Oh, I changed the channel for sure.
1: Yeah. Or oh god, you remember the one the year before? He was in the isolation tank. <laughs>
2: Man, no. I, I no turn it, dude. Literally, don't watch Steph Curry commercials. Just like, I, just like, like when he was doing the the deodorant commercials, like forget it. Like I would, I stopped. <laughs> I used to wear that brand of uh, deodorant. I stopped. Switched. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, he's like, like there was a good way for them to lose a client.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Trey Young, is he Steph Curry or is he Brandon Jennings? Is the uh...
2: well? Here's here's the here's a really interesting question, which is you know we'll, which will turn your stomach, which is if someone said to you. Trey young will be more Steph Curry than he is Brandon Jennings. Wouldn't you want him to be the Cavs pick if he was there?
1: Well, more is a relative term. I mean, g- g- give me a metric, you know? Well, okay.
2: Enough, enough like Steph Curry that people would make the comparison.
0: I, I think then. Yeah, you do. Cause like Brandon Jennings isn't good, but he's hung, hung in, in the NBA for almost 10 years. So if you're, if, you're better than that guy, and you're closer to the to a guy who's a two-time MVP than the guy who hangs around the NBA for 10 years for the, with the eighth pick. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: that's a good eighth pick. Even if you had to struggle through some injuries early on, like they did yeah. with Steph in, in Golden right. State, which you probably will because he's slight of build.
1: Right, you know? yeah. I don't know. So who do you think? Uh, okay, so your biggest bus is Trey, and what about you, uh, Mike? So I, I had said Trey Young. Oh, okay. I, I, I think, okay. I think So who, uh, who do you think has the best chance to become a superstar in this draft?
2: I know who you're going to say, so I'm not going to say that person.
0: <laughs> I, I haven't watched a ton, and, and to, to be fair, but everything I see about Doncic, like the guy's already the best player on a level that's higher than college basketball. Uh, I'm going to go with him.
2: Okay. EG? That's who I thought you would pick, Nate.
0: Um, maybe.
1: I don't know. I haven't decided until I look at the board.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got to look at the board again. But I'm going to say, without looking at the board, I'm going to say Bagley. Okay. Who oh, I know you don't like because you think he's too short.
1: Actually, my pick is probably, I'm probably going to agree with you. I've loved Bagley for the whole year. I just think he's going to be really good.
2: I do um, too. I don't know why people are, like, blinking on him now, all of a sudden.
1: Oh, God, I hope they are. I mean, he's clearly, I don't know if you saw the pictures that I put on the blog, but he's clearly not 6'11 because he is as tall as Paja. I mean, they're right. just the exact same height. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's gonna be really, really good. I agree. Um, yeah. So, um,. And then the my second, so who has the best chance in this draft to be just a really good player for a really long time? Like, maybe not a superstar, you know, but really good player for a long time. Like,
2: do you hey, feel you like Bagley has board. any
1: boomer bust potential, or do you just think he's going to be a good player no matter what?
2: I think he's going to be a good player no matter what. I, I would agree me. with you.
1: I think he has the chance. and He's probably not as long, but he reminds me of a more polished and kind of a, a more of a wing version of uh Sean Kemp and not fat Sean Kemp, young Sean Kemp. <laughs> Just an absolutely explosive finisher who can kind of do a little bit of everything on the basketball court. So
2: I think the other guy that's gonna be a really solid player for, for a long time is Jaron Jackson. I just think he's got he's got good height, he can shoot threes. Uh, um you know, he can he's got a huge wingspan. He he, he gets around really well. You know, I mean he shoots forty percent from three at six at eleven.
1: Yeah.
2: Eighty percent from the line he blocked almost six shots a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely, I think so my guy on that is is uh Mikhail Bridges. I mean, I just
2: you look yeah, at what I, every, I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of his too, yeah.
1: You look at everything the guy's done in college in 3 years and it's like <sighs> there's he's got to have he and Doncic to me have like their floor is so much higher than every other player in this draft's floor. Like at the very least, Mikhail Bridges and Donkic are both going to be high-level players, maybe you know just below All-Star for the next ten plus years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a- and and both of them could be big stars. Whereas, I mean, Donkic could be a six-foot-five version of Steve Nash. You know,
2: yeah. I just have this really bad feeling that Bridges is going to the to the Sixers, and they'll just keep him, you because know, he played at Villanova, and like, I just think he would be—he's kind of like the perfect piece on that team, being yeah. a three and D guy.
3: Yeah.
1: Like
2: if if they wanted to to let uh, Covington go, you know, because he got too expensive, like Bridges is probably a better version of Covington. Yeah, that's who true. can shoot better.
1: Except Covington, they signed him to a really good contract at the beginning of the year. So, uh, that's true. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, and we'll have more. Although
2: on that. he'd probably be a throw-in piece if they pull off one of these, you know, Kawhi or LeBron dreads. Yeah. Signing yeah. dreads. So, me...
1: speaking of the Kawhi situation, you guys think that's going anywhere?
2: Well, no. I've been hearing lately. Well, go ahead, Mike.
0: I think he's staying. I think. It it would ha- they would ha that meeting would have to be a disaster for them to trade him. I think he's there. So you think yeah, he's gonna I, I say
2: agree.
1: and
0: si- sign the extension?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And- I think I think Pop's gonna coach till the Olympics in twenty twenty and I think he's done. And I think Kawhi Yeah, I think Kawhi will stay. That seems to be the direction things were leaning. Interesting. I wouldn't be surprised though if they tried to move um if they tried to move, uh, Lamarcus.
1: I don't know who'd want him. I mean, I yeah. guess the Mavs, the, Mav all, the Mavs always want big men. But. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Lakers? Here's the thing, I think if he comes back, I think they have to keep Lamarcus because I don't know who you can get for him that's gonna make them a better team. Kevin Love? Interesting. Hmm. Interesting option. I mean, there's so many dominoes this offseason. It's really crazy. Like, and yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the first domino is LeBron, but if he takes his time, it's like. It's
2: Paul George, right?
1: It, it could be, yeah. But I think Paul George is going to wait and see what LeBron does. You know what I mean? But
2: yeah. I yeah, it's crazy that we're back at this place again. Yeah, Every four is. years. Every four years.
0: <laughs> Groundhog Day. He uh, he definitely wears teams out. I do think the organizational fatigue thing is definitely real. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he just like not 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 even like I'm not saying his attitude or behavior. I'm just saying like he just like teams give so much to like keep winning with LeBron that like there there's just not much left for the Cavs to do or give. I just feel like there's not a lot so, of easily there's not a lot of impactful changes they have left. They don't have a lot. I think they can make moves to improve themselves, but I think, I think that he's just like the constant trying to appease this man. I think it wore on the, it's wearing on the calves. Now I think it wore on the heat. I just think keeping up for making sure you can win now for LeBron and then trying to make sure you can win. You can keep doing that year after year. It's impossible to do because you run out of assets.
1: Well, the other part of that, and and Corey and I were going around a little bit with this, is LeBron, I'm not going to commit long-term, but I want you to commit long-term to these mediocre players that my agency represents, or I'm not going to (laughs) commit. You know, it's like he does it to the teams that he's on, though, too. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know.
2: Here's a question, which I only just thought about. Let's say 2016 went the other way. And we were sitting here four years in, still no championship, close, but no cigar four times. Does he still contemplate leaving after the letter? He hadn't gotten the job done?
1: I'm glad I don't live in that universe.
2: Me too. (laughs) But I'm I'm at it as a serious question. That's an
1: interesting uh, hypothetical. Um, Because
2: now, having having done what he said he was going to do in the letter... I mean, no matter no matter what he does after 2016, no one's gonna really hold a grudge, other than maybe Dan Gilbert. But everyone else is kind of you look at and you kind of shrug and say, "He did what he said he was gonna do in spectacular fashion."
1: Uh, I will say that the odds of Ty Lue getting fired in that situation, a new coach coming in, are much higher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you are gunning for Ty Lue. Oh,
1: I I don't. I don't think the Cavs can win long-term with the coaching staff, or I don't think they can win. They don't even have a shot at a championship with the coaching staff they have right now. I mean, they have a bad head coach. They literally just got rid of the only assistant they had, well, aside from Larry Drew. Who?
2: Well, I don't think they got rid of him. I think he had a better better offer from Memphis, right?
1: Who made discernible positive contributions to the Cavs this year. Yeah, I agree that with were, that. I mean, Larry Drew and him were the only ones that made discernible positive contributions yeah. visible.
2: I like uh, Phil – was it Phil Handy, too, or whatever? Yeah.
1: And, yeah, and he's a player development guy, too, but yeah, he certainly didn't do but much. But Longabardi's worthless. Yeah. He didn't do much for London Perantes. but
2: – You put Longabardi on loose shoulders, and they still don't make a good head coach.
1: Yeah, and in fact, they've got to sit on that high chair just to get talk to LeBron at his level, so – <laughs> <laughs> now that's the other thing That just drives me up the wall About this team And it just goes back to They just consistently make bad decisions You look at Quinn Cook Quinn Cook's a guy Available all season The the Warriors finally get him Who do the Cavs have on their team? London Parantes. Like yeah. what does having London per- And <laughs>
2: they had Quinn Cook
1: yeah, they had Quinn Cook. They had a shot at getting, um, who's the Spencer Dinwiddie within the yep. last two years. I mean, and they wasted, they spent $3 million to get Kay Felder, who from one month on was completely obvious the guy will never be big enough or have a good enough offensive game to play in the NBA. And it's like, but they kept riding that train. Like, they don't cut their losses. When they make bad decisions, and they make bad decisions all the time, <laughs> just it's, well,
2: which is why I feel like at least with the trade deadline deals, that was a, a reversal, of course, in yeah. a pretty big way. And it's yeah. you know, it should have worked out better, but and had they had, I still think coaches it has that the can, ability, to well, work but out, sorry, with better coaches,
1: right? And and Larry Nance Junior. to me is the and George Hill, if he can get a better coach, are. Our positives there?
2: So, what does the team look like next season uh, if if LeBron leaves?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: Um, I, do you want to go have, first, Mike? I have no idea. I don't think there's anyone. Who will definitely be here next year. I don't think there's one player on this team. Would you say they're a lock? If there is one, it's honestly probably Tristan Thompson because he's got two more fully guaranteed years. <laughs> but
1: I and think nobody le- wants
0: him. Yeah, I think if LeBron leaves, I think they commit to Larry Nance and the eighth pick and Jetty. I do think they commit to those guys and they move any other guys they can.
2: How about Zizich, too? Like a I like
0: think Zizich, absolutely, but zizzitch as well, yes. But I don't. I have no idea. I think they'd probably try to move love for either kids or more draft picks. I don't know if they want to. If Dan would be as willing to strip it quite as bare bones as he did the first time, but I also don't think they have to. Last time, remember, they didn't have a pick that very first year. You know, right right, right after he left, and their best young player was J.J. Hickson. <laughs> or I guess Danny Green, Danny Green, before they cut him. But
1: uh, hey, Booby you know, Gibson, been,
0: come on! Right They're but they're in a better position this time, in the sense that they have Nance, Jetty, and this eighth pick, and Zuz- Zuzic. Like yeah. that, yeah. they're they're ahead of where they were. I think
1: that's that's fair, um, pretty fair. But they've got to hit a home run with that pick, and then they've got to hit a home run with the pick after that. I mean, rebuilding in the NBA is really hard and you can't miss on draft picks. And they've had, they've shown no ability to hit on draft picks. I mean, their batting average is, is pretty dang low. I mean, the, yeah. The, yeah. The only so, one they hit on in the last was Kyrie Irving.
0: Right. The one other thing I'll say is whatever they do, they have to get some young shooters because Jetty, I think he can be a decent shooter. He's not there yet. Nance, probably is never going to be a shooter. Yeah. Um Sizich obviously isn't a shooter. If they let's say they pick Sexton with the 8th pick, like not a shooter yet. Like young shooters is something that they should look but see, at.
2: That's why I think they'll pick if Porter Jr is there along with Sexton at at 8, I would if LeBron's gone or Maggie will not know. That's right. the, that's the hard part. But like I, I just You've got a guy in, in Porter who can create his own shot, is a good shooter, you know, at least kind of fills that role on a you know, at at nineteen. Right. right. Even with the back problem. I mean look, Porter Jr. was was the the odds on favorite to be the number one pick before he hurt his back.
0: Right.
1: Well and also You get that before. you get
2: that talent at, you get that talent at eight. That's the guy you yeah. can build around.
0: Right. I don't, think
2: the guy, I don't think Sexton's a guy. I don't a guy you build. You can build around. I think Sexton's a guy that isn't a, a nice complementary right. piece that can grow right. into the position.
0: So then you have Porter Jr., Nansen Jetty as your front court.
2: Yeah, probably. And then. No, I'd probably go Zizich. and I I'd, I'd probably go I'd probably go because I'd probably I'd probably place uh, Jetty at two. I'd probably go. Oh, okay. I'd probably go. Um, if you're doing total tabula rasa, I'd do Zizic at the five, Porter Junior at the four, or no, Nance at the four, Porter Junior at the three, and then uh, Jetty at the two, and I guess you know just you just play George Hill at, at the Jordan Clarkson. at the one because yeah, Clark, oh, yeah Clarkson okay. backing him up.
1: I I feel like so, you so could trade me. George Hill next year. Um, but yeah, you might you have could, to take a longer term Yeah, Probably deal. closer to the Yeah.
2: I think you'd probably go closer to the trade trademark than when you, like, like the this did, when you, you want well, right, to because, find a team that needs a point guard.
1: Well, and as Eli has been shouting from the rooftops, um, George Hill is basically an expiring at this point yeah. for next year if the Cavs don't have LeBron because he's only due a million dollars the year after that, and maybe the Cavs, what the Cavs probably do with George Hill is package him for some players on some longer-term deals where a team is trying to basically dump salary. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have to give away draft picks to do that. So but what the, you, the, the Cavs what would do spend with, like, a lot of time renting their cap.
2: R next year, if LeBron with leaves. what? With J.R. next year, if LeBron's gone.
1: Oh, I think if LeBron's gone, JR's probably a stretch pay. I think you don't even stretch it. Who cares?
2: Or he's he's just a
0: buyout. You
2: yeah. yeah. just cut him. Just cut him. That's um, a lot of money to eat. I mean, like, isn't like $12 million to eat?
0: It is, but what are they doing anyways? They're going to be rebuilding. Who cares? Just keep. Just have him come off the bench. I mean. Yeah, but what do you think? I'd, I'd be worried he'd revert to a lot of really, really bad habits in the locker room with oh, the young. I, I'll agree with you. Yeah.
1: Um, who who are the other guys on this squad? I mean, Kevin Love goes probably for a draft pick. Um, you got George Hill. You got the um, Kyle Korver probably gets traded for a draft pick, or just to
2: wherever LeBron goes.
1: Or and probably not. Or trade and bought out. Right. Yeah. yeah and I don't I'm don't trying know. to think if I'm missing anybody oh, on the team. I can team. see.
2: I can see buttonholes are. Making a play for, for Corver. Oh, yeah, in absolutely.
1: Milwaukee. Uh, he's absolutely uh, what they need. They desperately need shooters in Milwaukee. So
2: they get Del- We could get Delhi back for him.
1: I'd be down with that. <laughs> huh. I mean, part of the problem is they actually. Run Delhi at the point. I actually would like that because then I actually think Delhi's a great mo- role model for a young team. So.
2: That'd be your backcourt, yeah. Delhi and Jetty.
1: Oh, that'd be fun.
2: That team would grind.
1: That team would grind. That team would grind. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. So let's wrap this up with what (laughs) does the Cavs – what do the Cavs look like if LeBron's back next year? E.G.
2: Well, I mean, there's so many ways you can go. I I feel – if LeBron's back, then it means he's at least – He's at least back for a one plus one, but probably because I think it's his last opportunity to sign the Supermax, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if he's back and he's just said, "I'm I'm back. This is where I'm going to end up. I'm going to retire here eventually," then when I think, I think you still got to look to see what you can get for for whoever you pick with the eighth pick in love. Right. And if you can get, and if you can get. You know, if you can get a Paul George, if you can get, you know, I, I'm not saying maybe, maybe both, but like those are the two pieces. Those are really the only two pieces you can use, I
1: think. Yeah, and, and, and maybe Chetty has some, some value, movie. but
2: I still look. I still like. I know I have hit this a few times. I would still go and see if you could get if you could get Kyle Lowry from Toronto. I I like and, that for move the, for the eighth pick, and just you know. Maybe and and do that plus, like him plus George Hill to make the salaries work that yeah. way. Toronto's got George Hill, a guy for now, and they could draft Sexton or Trey Young if he's there, yeah. or Shy Gilgus Alexander, like a guy like that who can be, you know, who can who can be that replacement for them because their center's not going to hold. Like Toronto can't is one of those teams can't be over the cat and. A lot of salary right now, even though they got young. They have a lot of salary wrapped up in, in DeRozan, Lowry. Um, I suppose I can – is this the last year for uh, Baca?
0: Oh, oh, he just
2: signed. Oh, so, he just signed. I mean, yeah. they got a ton of – they're really top-heavy. So if you could, if you could retool – if you know LeBron's going to be in Cleveland for the next four years, at, still at that level, and you've got that mental block with him anyways, like, why not? Because for them, Kyle Lowry's 33, about to be 34. You know, he's had injury issues. I mean, I'm not – I'm selling against myself right now. But he's just the kind of guard that – he's sort of that – the guard that can play defense but can also hit threes and run your offense. Like, he's kind of the the workman-like version of of Kyrie Irving where you could – you know, he can still he can still be a shot maker, he can still be a, a you know, get his own shot, but he can actually play some defense.
1: Yeah, and he was really good last year when he was healthy. Uh I would yeah. not want to do that move without getting another draft pick back. Um, because I do feel like for straight Kyle Lowry at his age, that's a pretty steep price to pay, but who knows? Yeah. Um I I would love a guy I love in this draft that I would love to see the Cavs be able to get, but I don't think he'll be there in the late twenties would be a guy like Jalen Brunson, who I think is probably possibly the most underrated player in this draft. I think he'll end up going in the teens just to a team that wants a veteran, a solid point guard. But
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. I like that move. Um but if they would do
1: it that's an interesting hit. Mike, did you
0: have a theory? Yeah, it's not not the ideal thing it's not the sexiest thing but i think they uh talk to charlotte and they try to move jr and hill who are essentially close to expiring deals and the eighth pick for kemba and batum and uh you know right those salaries are pretty even this year but then kemba will get you know sign a new contract batum's owed a ton of money it's gonna save charlotte like 50 million dollars over the two years after that at least And uh, Jordan's rich, but he's not—he's not crazy rich. They're stuck; they're stuck just outside the playoffs. The eighth pick would help them start the rebuild. I just—yeah, they could draft another terrible,
1: Uh, another mediocre player with that eighth pick.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I just—I think that's the most. I think he's Kemba is the most realistic All Star the Cavs could get. I—I'll agree with you. Plus, actually,
1: if you are Michael Jordan and you've got the Cavs pick in. Does Charlotte have a pick this draft? They do. I think they're tenth. If you've got the eighth pick and the tenth pick, there's an opportunity you could maybe move up too. Right. Yeah,
2: they would so. definitely be a candidate to draft uh, Wendell. Uh, What's his name? Wendell Carter. Yeah, what... Wendell Carter for sure.
1: Yeah, when <laughs> he just strikes me as a guy like, like, why are you wasting a lottery pick on a on a you know? Basically, a decent Euro big man. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <clears throat> the guy they have, in, they have them projected taking is Kevin Knox, who I would stay the hell away from.
1: Oh, <laughs> which is exactly why Michael Jordan will draft him. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so um, so mine is, I'm just going to go total homer and just go, uh, the Cavs go to... Portland, you know, basically say you guys aren't going anywhere. Uh, eighth pick of the draft, you got a chance to get a star. Uh, give us, uh, give us McCollum, and uh, we'll take one of the bad contracts off your team for for uh, you know the George Hill expiring or something like that, and kind of go yeah. from there.
2: Yeah, are they ready to break that that duo up?
1: I probably not, but. That team's not getting any better. Yeah. I and mean, I feel like you You'd probably got,
2: actually get you'd probably actually get more traction to offer Kevin Love to them, but yeah. but then, then you have a, a hole in your front court.
1: Yeah, and, and like I've said, Kevin Love wasn't the reason they lost the finals. I mean Kevin Love averaged twenty and eleven in the finals. Yeah, he didn't shoot a fantastic percentage, but literally um, against the Warriors, a team probably putting up forty points a night from their backcourt, the Cavs are getting seventeen. On average, yeah. and far below that in some of those games. So
2: Oh, I am yeah. not suggesting that we blame Kevin, no, no, Kevin no, Love. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying I'm just saying yeah. Kevin Love of the guys currently on their roster that they could move, Kevin Love's really the only guy that has much value.
1: Oh, I'll agree with you. Yeah.
2: So if you're gonna get something like I'm just saying, if you have somebody who's proven like like McCollum, I think it's hard to for Portland ownership to just, justify and the eighth pick for McCollum, who you know was a kind of a, the yeah. diamond in the rough that you found in home grew. You know,
1: yeah. The other thing I do if I'm the Cavs is I try and get a shooter for the mid level, maybe a guy like uh, Redick if he's there. But there's going to be a really good a good Player in the NBA that's going to have to take the mid level because there's no cap room, and they'll
2: probably wind up with Joe Harris.
1: <laughs> exactly. The other guy I might look to go after is a Spencer Dinwiddie. So
2: he's going to get paid, though. I think.
1: So what? I mean, you trade you trade the eighth pick for and George for, Dinwiddie? Was, for Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't know, and maybe a cat a Blazers future. Lottery. Players. I don't know not the Blazers know. would do that in a heartbeat,
2: not the Blazers. you're talking the nets,
1: the nets, yeah, the nets would do that in the heartbeat, but I mean they try to
2: make you take but they try to make you take like uh what's his name, the guy used to be on Portland's bad contract, <laughs> the guy with the big ears, what's his name, Alan Crabb, yeah, Alan Crabb. <laughs>
1: Maybe, but, I mean, they got some guys. They have pieces. Let's put it that I way.
2: Know. I know. I'm with you. I like Dinwiddie. I don't know if I like Dinwiddie as the eighth pick trade off.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying the Cavs, there aren't going to be a ton of options there for guys. He that was make good, though. Team. Oh,
2: no. I, I'm, by the way, I totally agree with you. I, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that's why I bring up the Lowry thing because it's – and, and thinking – like, I don't want John Wall. Right, I don't really really want you know these. Some even Kemba, like he's a good scorer. He's he's. I'm not.
1: I'm not a huge Baby Dame Dolla fan. You know.
2: Yeah, but man, that guy can score. That guy can
1: score. I mean, you actually you put him
2: next to LeBron, mm. and that's that's dangerous. Like that's that's Kyrie level dangerous.
1: Plus, the other reason they're never moving him is he puts fans in the he puts fans in the seats.
2: Oh yeah, Um, I mean, no question, no question. Yeah. Um, yeah, Denver, Dinwiddie, he's interesting.
1: I mean, Denver and plus they got it. They got DeMar Carroll. You could put him on this team. You know, they got <laughs> they got so many guys that <laughs> they, other teams didn't want. A, yeah. Jaleel Okafor. No, I don't want any part of Jaleel Okafor.
2: How sad is it? O, you know Jaleel Okafor is only 22 years old. Yeah. Exactly. But he's wow. terrible. He's just he terrible. terrible. They got Timo. We could get him back.
1: Yeah, he was we got Jeremy sure. Lin
2: coming back. <laughs> I, actually, Ronda Hollis Jefferson's a, a hustler. I wouldn't mind having him. He's only twenty
1: three. Dinwiddie and Hollis Jefferson for uh, the eighth pick, and uh, uh, J.R. Smith.
2: <laughs> oh, also no! They don't make it. They don't make enough. They only make. They no, but they're only so make far
1: under the cap. They have the room to just absorb the contract.
2: Right, that's true.
1: So, oh, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, the Cavs would have to take probably, like, Jeremy Lin, which I'm not a huge Jeremy Lin fan, but.
2: Oh, my God, Alan Cavs, Crab Alan Crabb makes $19 million a year.
1: I know, isn't that insane? That's insane.
2: Yeah, and they're the ones that offered, uh, what's his name, Miami. They should have let him just walk, uh, Tyler Johnson or whatever.
1: I mean, Alan Crabb did shoot 38% from three last year.
2: Yeah, but he's Alan Crabb, dude.
1: Hey, I'm... Yeah. Anyway, this this podcast is ridiculously <laughs> long in the tooth. So, th- uh, thank you guys. Yeah. That was a lot oh, of yeah. fun.
2: Any yeah. good story? Oh, wait. you got to tell us the... I know it's long, but you got to tell us the... Uh, <laughs> no, it's not
1: long at all. Your driveway. Your driveway uh, story. Just, it was so fun because... So, my oldest basically quit basketball this year, and it kind of broke my heart, but also... She didn't have a lot of kids that she'd enjoyed playing with um uh the ones that are in the high school that she's gonna be in were just <laughs> insufferable <laughs> people that are in the same grade as her and so she kind of quit my youngest is really got the tools for basketball but doesn't want to play it at all she's a she's a swimmer and she's uh she enjoys those kind of sports, but we were playing horse in the front yard and and so uh I was playing in flip flops and <laughs> and I couldn't shoot at all, so I basically haven't played in about three and a half months. But uh, my youngest, my eight year old, actually beat us by just shooting that shot from like four feet in front of the basket. <laughs> and but like it, we were all so bad. It took us like an hour to <laughs> play the whole game, and uh, and and my youngest got two shots instead of one, and then it ended up winning the whole thing and dancing around. And it, it, it oh, was that's it, awesome. It was a crowning achievement of her. Eight-year-old life, so awesome. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, and the weather when it's not raining in Northeast Ohio has been pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful evening. So nice. And, and that is why I'm over the finals now because there's
2: there's more there's life.
1: things than NBA basketball.
2: So. Absolutely, there's life going on.
1: And and Mike, I enjoyed your story today about uh, Kareem. That would have been really interesting to go see. I, I'm a Oh yeah, jealous. that was
0: really cool. Yeah, it man. was cool. He. he- he was he was a really dynamic speaker. He really I held bad. the room. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's always been a unbelievably intelligent and uh, introspective guy. Yeah.
2: And I loved him in the airplane movies.
1: I yeah, loved exactly. him in the Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> 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 yes, and he was great in airplane.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you Tell tried. your old man, you try to <laughs> drag
1: Walton and Lanier's butts up and down the courts yeah. for twenty eight <laughs> minutes. <laughs> uh Well, as always, go Cavs.
2: Go Cavs.
3: Yep. Okay.
2: Thank you for listening to Cavs
0: the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite
2: bloggers. There's a fire. lost your home. your
3: partner.
2: And we're